1: Hi everyone, welcome to *Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi everyone. Well, Steph, our guest today is Rebecca
0: Budig, who last week slipped back into the role of GHS Hayden after a two-year absence.
2: Yay. Uh,
0: a lot of fans were looking forward to her return because her storyline with Finn felt so unfinished given that she was pregnant with his child when she left town. And in the new issue of Digest, I talked to another soap vet who recently returned to Port Charles, Tristan Rogers, who plays Scorpio. Now, he has made a bunch of visits in recent years, but this time around, it looks like he is here to stay. He's putting down roots as the new DA. And Tristan told me that he is delighted to be back in the mix. And that in the past, he's felt like an appendage as opposed to a significant character when he's done these Mm drop-ins. But nowadays, he feels like Robert is really being given his due, if you will— and he's thrilled to be working with such a large cross-section of different actors across the canvas. Um, now, Robert Scorpio is G.H. royalty, unquestionably. Sure. Yeah, and I think there is so much value to having him on the canvas. And I certainly think that Robert would have been high on a lot of G.H. fans' wish list for characters that they would most like to see return.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, he was definitely on mine, and I am so happy he's back. You know, I'm always happy when characters who were on a show when I first started watching return. You know, it feels complete to me as a viewer in a way, and it really reminds me of why I started watching in the first place. Um, Someone along those lines from when I started watching Days of Our Lives is Teo Penglis, and we actually have an interview with him. He is making yet another return to Days where he has resurrected the characters of Tony and Andre through the years. We always say that this is really something that only days can get away with, especially with this family, because these characters are tied to the Damaras, where Stefano is notoriously referred to as the Phoenix for his ability to rise from the ashes. I mean, at this point, they've made it clear that anyone who was in that warehouse fire where we saw the initials Mm -hmm. on the doors could be alive. So, you know, perhaps there will be other returns of fan faves. You know, when
0: I first became a fan, as much as I think the shows wish in a way that fans would love all characters equally so that removing one wouldn't be such a biggie to them. um, But, you know, I have my favorites and I ultimately kind of picked up like every show on the air to a certain degree because one of my favorites would leave and it like affected me so much that I kind of like just couldn't deal with that show for a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I vividly remember when Anne H. left Another World, the
1: struggle was so very real that I switched to One Life to Live. Uh, And when All My Children's Jenny met her maker on the jet ski, I started watching Days of Our Lives and seriously did not go back to All My Children for like five years. Um, But actually, that's the only time it's happened to me. It's the only show I've ever turned off because a character left.
0: That's uh, I've had I've had it happen a couple times, but I remember like I didn't stop watching Guiding Light when Robert Newman left as Josh. He was my favorite. Uh, but what I can tell you is that my heart was so broken, and he did end up returning after I think it was two years. So you know my patience paid off pretty quickly. But it doesn't always happen that way, and I think to this day every fan would probably be able to name at least a few characters whose return would really make a difference. You know, and how much they
1: enjoyed uh, the show. Well, I feel that we saw that most recently with Stephen Nichols on Days. You know, he left in 2017 and we got letters and emails for a year um, leading up to what was eventually the announcement of his return, you know, from fans who were really upset that Steve was no longer in Salem. You know, I didn't get the sense that they tuned out because they were still watching for Kayla, but their enjoyment of what they were seeing was somewhat diminished without him on the canvas. And I think that's a pretty common sentiment we see when a beloved character is written out. Yeah,
0: I think when Steve does hit the airwaves again, it will really be a game changer for Days and for Days fans. And I'm I'm trying to think of like what other comebacks would be difference makers in that same way.
1: Well, I would certainly say Peter Reckle as Bo on Days. I mean, we can play the hindsight of 2020 there, but I just wish they had never killed him off in the way that they did. Or if they were going to do that, then at least that they would have given the fans some sort of hope that he could be alive out there. Right, like the coffin switch that they gave Stephen Kayla fans that glimpse of hope
0: with, you know, back in 1990 when Stephen Nichols uh, originally left.
1: Right, because there's something about the pairing of Bowen Hope that will just not be replicated. I mean, I think Christian Alfonso has chemistry with everyone she works with, but the magic that she and Peter created together was just so special. And in a way, that's what keeps fans invested in them after all these years. Yeah, and it sort of dooms whoever else she might be paired with to second best. Right. You know, I do think
0: that Vanessa Marcel returning to GH would get fans' hearts racing in a in a pretty similar way and for a similar reason, which is the mega popularity of the Brenda Sunny pairing, mm-hmm. and especially with Ingo Rademacher back on the canvas now as Jax. I mean, the Brenda the Brenda Sunny Jax triangle was everything back in the day, and it would not take that much to get me sucked right back into it.
1: Oh, ditto. I mean, I think we both made it very clear. Many times yep. on this podcast, <laughs> how into Sonny and Brenda we were. Uh, I will take them anytime, any year. Um, but you know, it doesn't really just apply to only long term characters either. You know, our guest today, Rebecca Budig, became a quick fan fave as Hayden, and now she's back. So let's get her on the phone to talk about it. Hi, Rebecca. Hello.
2: Hi, Steph. Hi, Mara. Hello, hello. You? We're
1: good. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to chat
2: with you. That's very sweet. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Um,
1: Well, Mara and I were just talking about how psyched GH fans are to have Hayden back on the canvas, and so are we. Um, And I loved her classic soap re-entrance, crashing the Liz and Frankel wedding. Um, Tell us about your first day. What was it like?
2: Um, It was great. It was really nice to see the crew again, the really good people.
0: Um, all right, so we're going to take, like, a deep dive into the life and times of Rebecca Budding here. I don't yeah, okay. know. I was going
2: to say, if you ask me about Hayden, because I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna,
0: yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll go easy on you. Um, but I okay. truly do not know if anyone has a more awesome first credit on their resume than you do appearing in the Aerosmith video for Living on the Edge. <laughs> that is uh-huh. a claim to fame. Were you an Aerosmith fan? Like, what stands out to you about that years later?
2: You know, I, I don't know if I was quite a fan yet. But what stands out to me about that is that I had never rollerbladed. I had roller skated. And then I had this audition. They wanted me to rollerblade. But I had figure skated. So I was like, okay, I'll get, I'll get some rollerblades. So I go out and I get rollerblades. And they take me out on the sidewalk and they're like, okay, skate. And all I did was skate back and forth and I got the job. I mean, I mean, seriously, it takes <laughs> no talent. Uh, clearly it takes no talent to be in a music video. And then once I was there, they are like, who, the, who stops the best? So clearly I got to stop and bash in a car with a hockey stick. It's really, really fun. <laughs> I was just bummed I didn't get to meet the band.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah that's totally. kind of a letdown after getting cast.
2: But that sure. happened to me at my the REM the REM video I did as well. I never got to meet, and I was a huge REM fan. What like, REM video did a you fan. do? Um, it's called. I think it's called Tongue. Look it up right now. Is it Tongue?
0: All right, we our producers on Google uh, detail. We will.
2: It goes because I'm a huge REM fan. Da, I want to know. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's a, it was just so fun that I was in a freaking REM video, but then of course the song wasn't like a super hit, but it was whatever. tongue.
1: It was tongue. You are correct. Off of out of time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so so Rebecca Budding wins to- the
0: Rebecca Budding trivia contest. <laughs> we've got going here. All right. Well,
2: I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to post that video to like, you know, Instagram. Or whatever. I don't know how to do all of that crap. I can't, I am so not, uh, you know, computer inclined, whatever technology. Yes, why don't you know. seek whatever out
0: any of the younger people in the cast, like an Eden or a will. I bet, I bet they can help you. I
2: don't know. I keep to myself. I stay in my room and like hunker down.
0: All right. So after your illustrious turn as woman bashing in car window, uh, you made your self <laughs> debut as Michelle Bauer on guiding light back in 1990. But, you're, wait, wait, but, you, oh. but
2: But you skipped over the Marky Mark workout video that I did.
0: You know what? (laughs) Thank you for calling me (laughs) out.
2: The Marky Mark workout video. I mean. That took talent as well. (laughs) Um, So. But yes, I made my debut. No, I made my debut on the Bold and the Beautiful, honey. Oh. I had a day on the Bold and the Beautiful,
0: oh. and
2: Susan Flannery directed my episode and scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and they had me on an apple box because I was two feet tall, and the actress I was like with was like seven feet tall. Do you remember who it was? I can't remember her name, but I mean, it was the Bold and the Beautiful. I don't know. They're, I mean, they tall on the Bold and the Beautiful. All right. Yeah, she was a girl. She was in college, and I was like her roommate or something. I don't even know. It was like one day, it terrified and me. Little
0: did you know, Susan Flannery was one day going to be crashing on your couch or your your guest room, right?
2: Yes, or going to be she was and she was my friend. Yes. Yeah. Little did I know that Susan Flannery would become my friend because she scared the shit out of me the day that I met her. <laughs> I was like so intimidated by her. I was like whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? I mean, that's kind of how it went. I was
1: terrible. <laughs> oh, so then you got your feet then, wet on bold and beautiful yes, yes. and uh Yes. Okay. And then went to Guiding Light uh, as Michelle Bauer in 1995. Yes. So what do you remember about landing that role and um, just starting on that show?
2: I remember Michael Bruno calling me. Well, Michael Bruno told me I was going to get the part. And then he said, who was my manager at the time, and he... When he called me to tell me that I got it, I just remember I was in Manhattan Beach and I was screaming. I was so excited to move to New York. I'm like, I I was more excited about moving to New York than I was about the job, I think, (laughs) because I had sisters in New York and I just had always wanted to move to New York. So I was really excited, really, really excited. And then I got to work with Peter Simon and Michael O'Leary and they were like incredible. I just, I still, I love Peter Simon so much because he treated me like a daughter and he was so incredibly kind to me. And Michael O'Leary was treating me like his little sister and he always had me laughing and I'm still in touch with him. He wrote this beautiful play. He wrote this unbelievable play. He's trying to get it, um, you know, some funding to put it up and I I don't know. And I, I don't know if I'm going to be involved or not, but it's really, um, great. And anyway, so yeah. And then I met Cynthia too, um, Cynthia and I became friends. I went to her wedding and also this girl named Amy Eckland. Well, she was Amy Cox and she got married. She was Amy Eckland, and she was deaf and I got to learn sign language. It was like an amazing experience. I loved guiding line. It was so fun.
0: Um, I would like for you to explain to the listeners what a diva in training is and how it related oh, to your guiding oh, line yes. experience.
2: Oh yes, I was, I was, um, no, it wasn't a diva in training. It was a diva in development. Oh, Kim Zimmer, Kim Zimmer, who I do adore as well. Kim Zimmer called me her did her diva in development. I do. Oh my God. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, Kim was like, I think it might've been such a great work experience because, you know, as you know, every the 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 mood the the attitude of the entire cast sort of trickles down from the top and she was just like a cool down-to-earth real woman and super fun what are you guys whispering what are you guys can you hear you whispering oh my
0: god i just pointed to steph and i was like your attitude is the top here
2: <laughs> it's like you trickle down Yeah, yeah. See? Steph, steph you trickle down you trickle down steph And I will tell you, you're doing a great job because I love Mara, so, and she Uh, seems happy, so. Thank you, Um, thank you. I try. uh, She's not a moron. Anyway, um, so it was, it was, it was a fun vibe. It was a fun, Justin D's. I mean, it was just so fun. It was just like, I don't know, it was kind of magical. But, and also, I didn't work that much because I was terrible. I didn't work that much. And so I, like, went to Costa Rica, and I, like, lived in New York. I mean, I was living in the West Village, like, living the life. It
1: was awesome. Uh, Well, you continued your magical New York journey uh, after Mm -hmm. Guiding Light um, when you joined the cast of All My Children as Greenlee Smythe. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, you had been an All My Children fan, as I understand it. Um, And so, first of all, were you starstruck by anyone when you started? And what was it like to work with Susan
2: Lucci? Well, it was a little odd to walk in and see very familiar faces. I mean, I watched, you know, all my children, I watched days. I think that was it. And a little bit of GH everyone watched when Laura Luke and Laura got married. I watched around that time, but, um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I was a little, star- I was mostly starstruck by, um, James Mitchell who played Palmer. Cause I was obsessed with him and David Canary who played Adam, um, and Stuart. And also, of course, Susan, you know, um, it was, it was a little bizarre when I started working there for sure. And, um, I had no idea. I knew that I wanted the experience to be different and I wanted to like do a better job than I did at Guiding Light. I felt like I'd grown as a person. I, I had grown up a little bit, um, and you know, you gain a little more confidence as you age. And so. I was really excited about the role and, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's a pretty amazing opportunity.
0: You know, one of the things that I remember so much about early Greenlee, cause she evolved quite a bit was that she, she was did. a biatch to Bianca of all people. Like it was kind of amazing the <laughs> things that they let you say to her.
2: Yeah, Greenlee got away a, a with a lot. I felt like Greenlee got away with a lot on that show. And I loved it. I so loved it. Um, I mean, you know, it was kind of like... There weren't many characters that could stand up to Erica Kane. And I did like that Greenlee had the gumption to do it that they allowed her to actually, um, because it was really fun to spar with Susan because she would step up, you know? Um, so it was, yeah, I loved it. I loved her clothes. I loved what she said. I mean, I loved it. It was like magical. I loved that part of Lake.
0: Um, I just recalled by the way, Susan Lucci throwing you a 30th birthday party on set that I got to attend. Remember that?
2: yes it wasn't on set it was in the green room green, thank you very green. much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes and um, yes, she did it was very sweet and my rollers I had my hair rollers in or something <laughs> yep. like that did <laughs> absolutely
0: yeah. um so yeah, okay very, very pretty very pretty your pairing with Josh Duhamel's Leo of course really took off they were one of the most popular duos like kind of almost ever uh to come out of All My Children what stands out to you about uh the years that you spent working with Josh
2: uh Um, well, I think when you have chemistry like that with somebody, it's just sort of a magical thing that happens and it's kind of beyond your control. But, um, I just remember the collaboration and I remember how we would, we would both come in with ideas and, um, I don't know, it was just effortless. That's what I remember that there was like an effortlessness to, him, like to, I don't know, to our thing. And it was like, I could just listen to him and talk. And that was it. (laughs) It was, uh, I don't know. I really, really loved those characters together for sure. I loved how they took the time to build a relationship. And, um, and I think that's why there are couples and soaps that people really love. It's like when they really take the time to build the foundation and people really root for them to get together, you know, and they keep them apart for a while. I just think they cut, they were really smart about it. I don't know.
1: We're nodding. Maybe you I'm can't alone. see, but we're both nodding. You
2: can probably uh, well, okay, you hear us up. nodding. Yeah, I know. Whispering, nodding. I totally all, left out. It's all happening here. Maybe I should have put on makeup. We should have FaceTimed. We face-timed. Um,
1: Now, another major love interest for you on the show was Cameron Matheson, who you are still friends with uh-huh. today. Um, I am. Tell us about your relationship with him.
2: Well, that's another thing. That was also, um, as effortless as Josh. Um, and it was different. And I think that's probably how it is with most people, right? You have different relationships and different people bring out different qualities in you. Um, but Cameron and I became fast friends from the minute we met. I mean, it's hard not to become friends with him because he's so damn nice and, warm and open. Um, but our friendship has endured so many years. What is it? 20 years. It's 20 years, 20 years. We've been friends 20 years. And, uh, we went through a lot together in our personal lives. And, um, so I think that also connected us and, and that would show on camera.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, one of my favorite things about Greenlee was her love hate relationship with Kendall um, you two cracked me up on screen and off, and we actually have a question mm-hmm. for you that comes from Alicia herself. Uh, oh, my God. Alicia Minshew would like to know, <laughs> what was your favorite time that you and I laughed and could not stop laughing on set, and was it always my fault?
2: Oh, my God. There were there were a couple times. There were a couple times. Um Was it always her fault? It usually was her fault. (laughs) It usually was. But actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't always her fault because I, okay, so I had this thing that I would like to do. And I would think of something that I could do in the scene that was organic to what I was doing. But like, whether it be like really go all out for something or like, you know, I just, I would try and surprise her. And it sometimes we would get through the scene, and other times she would lose it. but I think <laughs> did she tell did she tell you which times they are that we laughed so hard we were crying we like we couldn't stop there was there was one one time there was like a fire at this there was a fire at I don't even remember what the place was called. Um, it was like a roadside bar kind of a thing, and we were out. I just remember being. Like we had to run out of the building or I, maybe I saved her. I don't know what happened, but we had leaves all over us and we had dirt all over us <laughs> and we were rolling around laughing so hard. It might have been two in the morning at this point and we were dying, dying, dying. Then there was like. Then there was the sexiest man tour when the guy said I was a work of art and then we were all dying laughing. <laughs> then there was, then there was when we got in that big fight infusion and we crawled around on the floor and I didn't tell her, I didn't tell her that I was going to take the, um, there was something there I was going to spray on her and I can't remember what it was. It was something white. It might have been shaving cream or something. I don't know what it was. But I asked the director, I said, can I spray this all over her? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. So we go to tape, and I look at her, and I take it, and I'm mad, and I'm squirting it all over her in her dress. And she goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? She was like freaking because she didn't know that I was going to do it. And then she goes to attack me. And then I laugh at her response. And we're on the floor supposedly fighting. We're supposed to fight before Palmer comes in and dumps water on us. And I am, we're both laughing. We're like, <laughs> trying to hide our faces from the camera. And the minute that he dumped water on us, we got right back into the scene and we did it. And it was, that was like one of the most, amazing experiences and then um oh my god that fusion dream girl th- 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 when we were all having dreams or whatever that oh was god, really fun yeah. oh my god and then what was the other one she would make me oh then when she had to kiss me in front of erica and <laughs> i walk in and she's supposed to dip me down and kiss me and she dipped me down and then like fat, <laughs> she dropped me and fell on top <laughs> of me <laughs> And I look up and Susan's still in character and we are <laughs> peeing, laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my God. I want, oh I man. Want to say I have a lot of fun. With she this.
0: also, um, she also raised the memory of the enchantment perfume plant when you had shower caps and nets on.
2: Oh my God. We would laugh. Look, that's the thing. Actually with Josh, Josh, I laughed, but I didn't laugh like I did with Cameron Cameron would make me laugh so hard. We would laugh. And then Alicia, and then the three of us together, it was brutal because we would just die laughing all the time. That's and what she said. She crew, said, with but... Cam especially. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I I really look back so fondly on those years and, like, think, wow, we were so lucky and so fortunate. And, um, man, it was amazing. And I'm still friends with her, and she still makes me laugh. <laughs>
1: Well, in light of all that, I could imagine then that the cancellation must have come as pretty tough news. You know, what do you remember about that and how did you handle it?
2: Um, you know, I remember it happening and I remember sort of being like, well, you know, practical about it, kind of like, because in this business, you're so lucky if a, if a show's on the air for, you know, two years, let alone, you know, 35 years. And so I think we all kind of knew it might be coming at some point. I mean, every year it was kind of like, is it going to get canceled? And then, um, so when it happened, I can't say I was completely surprised, but it was, um, it was odd. It was surreal actually. And then it happened. And then I think it took, it took a long time to get off of that train because you know you're going and going and going and going and you do it for so many years and then it just stops and you're like whoa and you you know you're you identify yourself by this character that you've played for so long and um but I mean my husband had gotten a job in New York and we moved back to New York so I think that that helped because it was a distraction but um but yeah it was weird it's definitely weird to say goodbye to all these people that you knew for so long, you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I still I stay in touch with Michael Knight too, actually.
0: Uh, well, you pick some good people to stay in touch with.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so uh along the way, uh you set up house in LA, and the house that we're that we're talking about here just so happened to be next door to the house owned by Greg Rickard. Oh. I know the disgust, yes. the disgust begins.
2: Yes. yes. So your social for media, sure.
0: media rivalry is in our opinion, like the best thing ever to come out of social media. <laughs> and Rebecca, we have a couple of questions for you from
1: Greg.
2: Oh my. <laughs>
1: okay. you Bring it, bring it. Well, we're going to start with, I mean, the most obvious of, uh, why are you so obsessed with Greg Rickhart? <laughs>
2: Oh. Wow. How do I even answer that? (laughs) Because he got it so wrong. (laughs) See, his ego is so big and so vast that he thinks everybody is obsessed with him. He does. He does. If I walk by his house, he thinks that I'm there for him and I'm like walking my dog. <laughs> I do like when my dog pees and poops in his yard, though. I do like that. I will actually stop and be like, Woody, go, go potty, go potty, go go, 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 Yeah, I think I once took his poop bag and like left it on his front <laughs> stoop, actually. Good neighbor. I That's, do that
1: quite often. Yeah, neighborly. What do you mean? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: All right, question number two. What's
2: the next one? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh huh.
0: Greg tells us that your car looks as though you have a secondary career as a drug dealer. Do you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He should know.
0: (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Um, Oh my God. And finally,
1: he tells
2: us that you keep a filthy home. Uh, Tell us more about that. Well, at least mine's safe for my child, and his is a disaster. I've actually had to call Child Protective Services on him more than once. In fact, did he tell you at the time that he threw a ball at his kid up and hit him in the face? He didn't tell you that. No, that didn't come yeah. up during our podcast with him. I witnessed I witnessed that, yes. Shit, I missed his podcast. I really should have sent a question. Oh.
0: It's okay. We know you were traveling at the time. We did try. Oh. Oh my god! I, I know you did. I know. If only we could turn back time. All right. Well, when I talked to you upon your return to GH, you told me that one of the things you were doing was taking a gemology <laughs> class. That is not something that I hear a lot from actors I interview. Tell us all about that.
2: Um, I, uh, I, I've been interested all my life in uh, estate jewelry and anti-jewelry. And so I decided to take a gemology class in the event I would like to buy and sell state jewelry. So I, um, you know, they give you three months to take it. And then of course I got GH. So I was like, Oh, so I had a cram and I like did it all in a week. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, I learned a lot about jewelry and watches. Oddly enough. Um, so, yeah. Well, what so do you we'll want see. to do with it? I think my next, I think I'm going to take the next, cl- I want to take all the courses. I'm going to take diamonds. I'm going to take, um, but that, that requires lab work. So I have to go to Carlsbad for lab work, but yeah. Yeah. So what am I going to do with it? I'm just, I want to be knowledgeable. You know, I don't want to get into it and not know the terminology and mm-hmm. not understand the different time periods and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So. Are you going to do appraisals?
0: Because um, yeah. I, I have a ring in the family that that we need. We I've been putting off getting that done, but maybe you maybe you're my solution. Are you
2: serious? Yes. You know, I've actually I've actually I've actually thought about doing that. You know why? Because um, because when you take this course, it talks all about like customer service and all this. I'm like, I am the wor- I'm not cut out to be a salesperson. I'd be like. You don't want it? All right. Like, I, I don't, it was like all about closing the sale and then you've got to, you know, maintain this relationship with your customers. And I was like, oh, this might not be for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that is not my personality.
2: Um, it's not. It's not mine. It's a skill. Either, it's a so. skill to be
1: able to do it. And for people who do it, it really, for is. Them. it's not my thing.
2: <laughs> I, you know what? I totally agree. That's why I, I, you know, anyway, so yeah, I've thought about appraising actually. Yeah, I have thought about that.
0: I feel like the next time we're in person, we should do a role play, and I'm just going to be a difficult customer. I'm going to throw everything at you that I can, and we'll see that I'll, I'll I'll give you a passing or a failing grade. Oh, my God.
2: All
0: right. So all my children have been off the air uh, for a couple years, and then in 2015, you came back to daytime, joining General Hospital's Hayden, and uh, she was with Nicholas, and, and then she was with Finn, and that pairing like really sparked quite well. Um, did you know Michael Easton before GH and tell us what he is like to
2: uh, to work with? Well, um, I kind of knew him peripherally, I guess. Um, you know, he would not even look at me or talk to me. So, H- at <laughs> H-, sure H-, H or that.
0: before that before that right no,
2: before that <laughs> before funny. that before that i mean you know i'd see him someplace and, you know i'd get like a, a like a nice nod like hi but then that was it like i you know um so i really didn't know much about him um but i did spend a thanksgiving with him and his wife i think uh with at torsten's house one year and um but still didn't say boo and then, um, so when I worked with him, I really didn't know him at all. I just knew, obviously I knew of him and we knew kind of the same people. I'm friends with, um, Trevor St. John and well, I'm friendly with Trevor St. John and he's friends with Trevor and Kamar. And anyway, so, um, I didn't know how, what it would be like to work with him. And it turns out it's like, it's pretty incredible to work with him and we, uh, yeah, we have a nice, a nice like, rapport that I think the fans pick up on that. Totally.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, I think people really felt that that story had sort of just stopped. And that's part of the reason why they're so excited to see you back, to see, hopefully, if it resumes. And just to see you in scenes together again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, we have seen you working with Ingo Rademacher uh, with that mm-hmm. f- fun little surprise for the audience there. How has that been going?
2: Yeah. That's great. I um I knew Ingo. I mean I knew him so you know socially, sort of like Michael, not really well. And um and he's lovely. It's fun. It's fun to work with someone different. And uh, it feels like I really haven't been there very long. Cause it's only been a month, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 nice. You know, I I felt the same way. Like it kind of just ended so abruptly, and I I felt like um, the story wasn't fleshed out. And so I'm I'm hopeful that you know that uh, they'll do right by the characters and, and write something nice.
1: Well, ditto. Um, now, before returning to GH, you shot the series LA Finest for Spectrum. Um, it premiered recently for those Spectrum customers who are listening. Um, yes. What was that experience like, and who did you work with?
2: I think LA's Finest might be my best working experience to date. Um, it was uh, creative and warm and positive and fun. And, um, I worked with, I worked with Ryan McCartland. I worked with, and he was on
1: passions. Was he, on? he was on passions.
2: Mm-hmm. Passions. He was on passions. And so, and he's friends with Thad, Luck and Bill. And I know Thad through, you know, whatever. So um, he was lovely and so warm. I worked with a lot of people. I worked with Gabrielle Union. I worked with Jessica Alba. I worked with, um, who else did I work with? Um, I mean, I worked with a bunch of people. I worked with this lovely, lovely actress. She's on Get Shorty. Um, I can't remember her name right now. But anyway, I worked with them a lot of people, and it was super, super, super fun. It was so much fun.
0: I am, like, obsessed with Gabrielle Union. I think she's amazing.
2: She's amazing and she's beautiful and she's strong and she's fierce. And I I am obsessed with Gabrielle as well. Excellent. She's, she's really like, uh you know, when you have two women who are also producing the show and they're the leads of the show and they just made sure that it was a great work environment, you know, and it was diverse and, and in every way, like every color and every, you know, you've got, Men and women running different parts of the departments, and like I don't know, it was just great. It was awesome. <laughs> That's all I can say. And it was also an incredibly fun character because I got to be a mom, but I also got to be a badass, and I got to be you know tough and a lawyer, and um, so it was it was fun.
1: Uh, Well, something else fun that you did was uh, skating with the stars. Um, You mentioned your prowess at ice skating and then rollerblading, clearly. Um, Oh, yeah, right. My prowess. So, first of all, do you ever skate? Do you take Charlotte skating? Like, what goes on there today?
2: You know, I – so after that show, I ended up going to New York, and Doug Webster, who choreographed the show, um, well, he he co-choreographed. He was living in New York, and he invited me to um, to Chelsea Pierce to skate with a guy – um, named Jonathan and, and I to do, to continue to, um, work on pairs. And so I did, and it was amazing. And Jonathan was strong and really great. And I was doing all kinds of stuff that I didn't get to do on the show, which was like a fantasy of mine. And also all of the ex Olympic skaters were there like Brian Botano and Sasha Cohen. And like, so I would get to skate with all of these unbelievable skaters when I would go to my session and it was, Evan Lysacek was there. It was crazy. So it was cool. so, it was so awesome. It was like the best, the best. Um, and, uh, and then I got pregnant and so I stopped and I have not skated since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so has Charlotte ever skated? And do you plan
2: for yeah, an exposure? You know, we've talked, we've talked about it, but you know, she she's not a good faller. When she falls, she cries. So. You know, when you fall you gotta get back up. Although she does gymnastics, but when you fall in gymnastics, you know, it's like that bouncy floor or whatever it is. So it's like, you know, you get back up and you're fine. But um yeah, she's into gymnastics, but not so much the I don't know. I'm gonna take her ice skating eventually, but yeah. I don't know. Fair I loved it.
1: Yeah. So did I. I love that show. I love skating. So it was really
2: fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, uh yeah, I loved it.
1: And you won. So that's, you know, also probably fun.
2: Well, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the night that I, the first night I thought to myself, what did I do? What, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do because <laughs> I'm going to fall in front of like, like a live television audience. This is terrible. Anyway. So and here you are. And here I am. I did not fall. Where's the trophy? In storage. <laughs> it broke. I, I know I need I need to get it out. I some, I think yes. I don't know. That's a yeah, fun. People show like a piece. really, that, you know, people come over. Oh my I'm god. Like, What's that? I'm like, oh, I skating mean... with the stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my skating with yeah. the stars
2: trophy. That that'll. Oh thing? my! Oh, just those big bronze skates. <laughs> those. Oh.
0: <laughs> you can make it into a lamp. I, I've got plans for this statue if we get it fixed.
2: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh my god! It's so bad. That is ridiculous. I also feel like I need to clarify that you hosted Susan Flannery when she was still playing Stephanie on The Bold and the Beautiful. She would stay uh, at your place uh, in Los Angeles yeah. sometimes before commuting yeah. up to, to where she yeah. lived.
2: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. As houseguests
0: Oh, Fanola too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: I've, I've, I've had a lot of, well, Fanola and her husband and Susan and
0: yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hendrickson.
2: Elizabeth Hendrickson. I housed Eden after 9/11. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as house guests go, how house Susan amazing. I've never had a bad house guest. I'd like
1: your open door policy like my Mikasa Sukasa situation oh, listen, there. listen,
2: I wish I had a bigger house. I, I love having people stay. I do. I love hosting people. Um, only people that I don't have to sit and take care of the whole time. <laughs> right. I'm kind of one of those. I'm like, here, here's a key. Come and go, do whatever you want, use whatever you want.
0: That's and the that's, best kind.
2: that's how I like to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's all what right. I like well, you, to maybe, do. you know,
0: if you if you ever give up acting, you can have a future in like bed and breakfasting or something. We right,
2: have right, a lot right, of backups
0: right. for you. <laughs> yeah. Good. We we got you covered. We got you covered. Well, we hope that that's not for a really long time. And we are both really excited to have you back in the daytime fold and to have Hayden back on GH. And it was so much fun to talk to you. And we Thank you for your time. Thank
2: you. Thank, thank you. thank you. You guys are awesome. And I just, I hope the fans accept Hayden back and, and, uh, you know, and I just, I just hope it all works out.
0: <laughs> oh, we're too, confident it yeah, will.
2: Yeah. I think, I think you're
0: sitting pretty friend.
1: All right. We'll have a great rest of your day. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All you right. Too. Talk soon, Rebecca. Bye. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Rebecca Budig for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.